Welcome everyone. I'm Jeffrey Goodman, Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. We're here at 318 Latino Studios for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. And I'm super excited to have today's guest. It's Ben Whalen. So ben, thanks for being here. Man, thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Appreciate you making the time. Oh, no doubt. Look forward to hopping in your world. So I'll jump into my questions with you. Um, like many of our local entrepreneurs, I think this is right. If I get anything wrong, feel free to correct me. But like many of our local entrepreneurs, you first made a name for yourself at the Shreveport Farmer's Market. Yeah, for sure. You have intentionally and patiently grown a community around your brand and your products. Um, what I'd like you to do is to talk to me about how you view building community and some words of wisdom you would give other entrepreneurs about creating a demand around your product. Absolutely. So first and foremost, super excited to be here. Um, any opportunity to provide some introspection to my world, you know, I, I really appreciate and honor the, uh, the moment. So thank you for having me. Um, so kind of where we started, um, you mentioned the uh, farmer's market. Um, you know, we kind of, when I started out, my vision was to, with a grassroots approach, you know, small, uh, little to no marketing budget was to be just kind of as grassroots and organic as possible. So things like the farmer's market, um, pop-up shops, and some businesses that are in alignment with what my vision and my goal was for my business. So um, very early on, I was very graciously accepted by some other businesses like Well-Fed and the Agora Borealis and Drug Emporium, all of which were very pivotal and critical in my early on development of my brand. So being able okay, to let do, me interrupt. What's it, so what year are we talking? Like, yeah. when, when, are, when are we first at the farmer's market? Sure. When? So um, my first year at the farmer's market was actually 2019. However, I started developing the brand with these pop-ups in 2017. Okay. Um, I would say probably around uh, October of 2017, um, June, June of 2017, Wellfed had their their big um, celebration of their um, opening in their store, and and they allowed me to come and do a pop up. At the time, I was living in Chicago, and uh, I started the brand after getting laid off in April. So you know, just to provide couple extra layers of how this all came to be. You know, I was living in Chicago. I had a corporate job. I had been there since 2010. But grew up here, was a magnet grad. Yes, sir. Had a magnet high grad, a Louisiana Tech grad. So yeah. you're from this area, but you had gone to Chicago. Yeah. So just like a lot of folks um, that, you know, grow up, go through the school system here in Shreveport, um, I know a lot of people tend to, well, Boomerang, right? We we leave, we go off, either go off to college or we we get a job, and then a, a lot of the folks that are here today, um, I think of like Gregory Callenberg, who you know brought the Prize Fest here. You know, um, I was inspired by folks like him. You know, um, and you know we're still working to actualize the vision of being at that volume and that scale. But um, yeah, got a job in Chicago. Um, was super excited to test test myself in a different market, you know, life, being on my own, um, making myself available to whatever experiences come my way. And uh, Chicago really helped nurture me into the person that I am today. I got exposed to a lot, um, which really played a role in what I wanted to do with myself. And um, that was to, to do something in 
you know, natural goods, handmade goods, artistry. I mean, it's it's all over the place there, you know, and as um, enchanting as it can be, seeing it at your fingertips and everything, there was a strong desire to bring it back to my community. And the nudge was in early 2017, getting laid off of my corporate job that had been my comfort security blanket. You know, ever since I was a kid, I had um, some entrepreneurial, um, you know, endeavors as as a youth you know my mom and tell the story of me you know going to school with a backpack full of cds and selling cds at school um you know pokemon cards whatever the case may be i always like to be you know um sharing and you know communicating and playing with the kids at school but i also like the trading and the selling and the collecting and so that was fun um but getting the opportunity to actually uh, explore uh, entrepreneurship was really a gift. You know, it hurt a lot to be laid off the job. And I think that there was a lot of emotions, some of which really played strong, strongly in my desire to just be on my own with a business for, for a change. Um, so packed up my bags and <laughs> moved back to Shreveport and um, decided to just really uh, start off with with very little um, in terms of um, the brand exposure. Really, it was interesting. You know, when you start a business, um, for me, it was like, all right, I got 4,000 Facebook customers, 4,000 potential customers, <laughs> you know. And Which, when you say 4,000 Facebook customers, we're saying at that point you had 4,000 Facebook friends. Friends, yeah. Yeah, like my personal right. Facebook friends. Yeah. I'm going to tie uh, my network first. That's where I'm going to start. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it was very um, humbling, very fast, you know, like, okay, everybody's not your customer, right? So you, um, you had mentioned in your question, like, what I would uh, say to aspiring entrepreneurs or, or other people, do not be afraid to, to test entrepreneurship. Um, some people do what I did, which was, you know, I kind of had an, op I had an opportunity, whether it was to work on my resume and, and get back in the job pool or pursue entrepreneurship. I decided to go full-fledged in, but there's just so many ways and there's tons of resources. I would tell you to, um, you know, identify a need, what, what it is that you're passionate about, about find um, a need that you can align your your desire with, and then do your, your research. Um, hopefully you're in a position where, you know, you might either have some startup capital or you've got a job um, that you can approach uh, entrepreneurship with some, um, I, I won't say conservatively, but just systematically and, um, and strategically. You know, for me, it was very much just learning on the fly, <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants, like wherever you'll have me, I'll be, I'll set up with a table, tablecloth, put some products on the shelf and I'm learning how to sell because I really, you know, I had some natural sales uh, capacity, but I had no formal training. So let me ask you, so how does one, because you've done this, how does one, I know it's different for everyone, but how yeah. does one make the decision that, okay, I feel established enough in the pop-up world to go brick and mortar and to take that leap? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was really faith, man, to be honest. Uh, you know, I've learned so much that, um, you know, it's never going to feel like picture perfect. You're never really going to know. I mean, even today, you know, we're looking at options and opportunities in front of us and 
the stars are never gonna just like align perfectly, you know? Um, it's a leap of faith. Um, you know, whenever I decided to do the brick and mortar, um, my experience was one where I had no true um, relevant metrics as to what it was gonna be like. We're here on Crockett Street. Um, well, right now we're on Market Street, but um, you know, right down the road uh, is where our, our retail shop is located. Um, and it's, um, it's a nice area. We're in a really nice building. Um, we're the only retail component in the building. So, you know, we didn't have uh, metrics within that structure to kind of go off of as to what it would be like. And were you, you were part of the original, because you're, we're going to talk in a little bit about where you are exactly in the yeah. Andreas Art and Entrepreneur Center, is that Artists and Art, Entrepreneur Center. Were you part of the original opening of that new center? Like when it opened, were you there or did you come after it was open? Yeah, that's a great question. So when the Andrews Artist and Entrepreneur Center opened, I was uh, in a standalone production center uh, on Kansas City Boulevard, just off North Market. And um, what we did is we occupied an office space in the Andrews very shortly after the open, if not at the open, that's a timeline that's a little hazy, but um, we didn't have a store. We had an office upstairs. Um, my uh, fiance Haley and I occupied um, a space there, and it was really a, a place for us to go and you know perform administrative duties, get away from the hustle and bustle of the of the production space. And then what we slowly did was we we moved our production out of our space um, on Kansas City into the Andrus Building producing in the artist studio spaces in the rear on the on the base floor and then slowly started to build out the retail store in the front so it was um an incremental development so to speak uh so i was i was there in some capacity at the at the grand opening of the andrus but not in the capacity that i am now okay and and the reason i was asking that is because it's hard to have metrics not only are you were you a new brick and mortar but you're mm -hmm. a new brick and mortar in a new brick and mortar yeah <laughs> uh, you're, you're you're gonna be a new space in a new space yeah for sure um so i'm a you 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 once said i'm gonna pull a quote from you you once said a lot of people are struggling with skincare issues mm -hmm. uh eczema psoriasis rosacea mm -hmm. um so our natural skincare products like our body butter and our face care products are really popular um, tell me if you could about the different products that you're currently offering and making. Yeah, no, that's a great quote. You know, um, we're not clinicians. Um, what we do is we we're fueled by the feedback and the response that our customers give us. So, you know, when I originally made our body butters, you know, it was really just a labor of love. I mean, I, I formulated those in my apartment in Chicago, um, you know, while I had the job uh, and I was still working corporately, I was, you know, expelling almond oil and it was just really um, just something I was doing uh, as a as a hobby. Um, after getting laid off my job, that's when I started exploring it in a more um, serious manner. But um, in in testing these products, giving them away, selling them, the feedback that I got from people was really, really strong and which allowed me to look at, you know, my ingredients and like, oh, well, how can I tweak these? How can I make them better in certain ways to make them more um, conducive to providing relief for some of these topical skincare issues? And, um, you know, 
over the years, our product catalog has evolved and it's adapted to the market and to the people. You know, um, my boss is the customers, right? So there's some products that we used to put a lot of attention into and we used to develop. Um, but today, um, the, the big products that kind of come to mind when you mention that are products like our deodorant. Um, you know, they're 100% plant-based, no synthetic ingredients, uh, aluminum-free, which a lot of people who are in the contract conscious consumer category, which a lot of people are getting in that direction, um, you know, that's a, that's a big red flag for, for deodorants. Um, you know, they, you know, the metals and having links to, to, uh, cancer and, and things like that. Breast cancer is, is a big one for a lot of my, and my customer base, my boss is, uh, my 85% female dominant customer base. So that's something that uh, our customers are really excited about, having a brand that they can trust, that they can see. <laughs> you know, they see me at the market, they see my team at the market, um, and be able to fall in love with a product and you know exactly where it's made, you know exactly where to go and get it. Um, it's really, really awesome. And then um, I I have to mention our candles um, just because it's literally what keeps the lights on. <laughs> um, even when the power goes out, we light a candle. <laughs> literally what keeps the lights on. Um, but yeah, people people are really taken well to our um, to just to that product and it's artis artisanry artisanry. I guess I'm making up a word. Um, handmade concrete vessels, you know, really clean candles, um, you know, ones that you can put on and you can feel good about, you know, the quality, um, you know, they're eco-safe and non-toxic. And we just really try to go the extra mile when it comes to things like that. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, we hit on this a little bit, but let's uh, get a little deeper into it. So Clean yeah. Slate Botanicals, which is the name of your company, opened in the Andrus Artists and Entrepreneur Center in September of 2022. Yeah. It's an incredible space you have, and I encourage everyone listening to go visit you there. You're open at 717 or 717 Crockett Street, Mondays through Saturdays, I believe, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, you also manage a great website and sell at other venues around the community. Um, my first question was, where else in town can people find your products? You mentioned Well Fed. You mentioned uh, Agora Borealis. You mentioned um, a Drug Emporium. Are there other places uh, where your products are, are currently for sale in, in the community or in this area? Yeah. So, um, first of all, you know, we are really excited about the other community partners we have. Like, um, like you said, Well Fed, they've been there since the start. You know, Agora Borealis has, has been there since the start. Um, I encourage you to check out those small businesses, what they offer, as well as, you know, the products that we offer. Those are great places to go. You can, you know, hit two nails with one hammer, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but, uh, you know, our store, our website, um, great options as well, and then wherever we are in the community, the farmers markets, the drug, the um, the pop ups, uh, the holiday markets, but some other stores. Three one eight Arco. Um, it's on Southfield. Yeah, it's across from the Uptown Rhino location. Okay. Um, that's another great store. Enchanted Garden, okay. another great store. Um, we'll be dropping off some product this week to Birdwills and Bozier. So for those of you who are listening. Um, should have um, should have some products available at Birdwolves, 
And uh, we will be updating our website um, with all of our stores that you can visit to pick up the products. Great. And you offer e-commerce right on the website? Absolutely. So um, one of the great things about our site um, is it's a great resource for you to go and see what's going on in terms of uh, what events we have coming up. Um, also, it's, it's fantastic for uh, looking into the products, seeing the ingredients, reading um, you know, the descriptions for all the products. You can come to sort through and figure out what it is you might be interested in, but you can order from the site and we ship anywhere in the country. Uh, additionally, you can select local pickup on the website and that's where you can actually, uh, after you place your order, you'll get an email. You can just swing by and we'll have your products bagged up and ready for you when you come by. Great. And, and just along these lines, what else should I tell people who are wanting to know more about your products and services? I mean, I have a bunch of other questions, but yeah. just in terms of where to find you or where to find out more about you and, and, and about your philosophy, your approach and, and what yeah. you're offering. What I, else should I tell people? Yeah. yeah. Well, I encourage you to listen to this podcast because <laughs> I'm about to get into it. Um, yeah. You know, there's a number of things that um, are really important to us and things that we're doing. So, you know, we have um, a business to business catalog. Um, these are companies who have trusted us and given us the honor to be a part of their customer appreciation, client appreciation initiatives. So wealth management companies, um, you know, looking for good gifts for their clients. Uh, I think of, you know, our one of our partners, WFA, um, you know, we we provide them with birthday gifts every single month for their clients um, in exchange for, you know, monetary value. They are gracious enough to, you know, purchase those from us and uh, we ship those products out to them. Um, what's really cool about that service that we offer is that we uh, brand the product um, with their company's branding. Um, we do, we have design capacity in house. So we design like a birthday card for them. So each, each one of their clients on their birthday gets a, a package at their doorstep, um, from the company that's uh, handmade right here in Shreveport. So that's one of the things we're doing. Um, and are these candles or what are they receiving in terms of the gift itself? Yeah. Candles. Okay. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, when it comes to the value that we want to offer our clients, it's really whatever needs that they identify that's within our wheelhouse. So, you know, we make room sprays, linen sprays. Um, I mean, we've made, uh, we do the candles, bath salts, body butters. I mean, we have a number of different products that we produce and all of which uh, have the potential to be privately labeled and shipped out um, for, for our business clients. Um, but, uh, you know, I think about over the years, I mean, we've made, we can touch on this a little bit later, but, you know, we've made hand sanitizer and during the pandemic, we made mass sprays, all kinds of stuff. And um, so we're, we're adapting with the time. So what that list looks like in a few years, man, I'm hoping we're, we're expanding into making even more. Um, but yeah, we have that business to business um, client catalog. Another thing that's really near and dear to our hearts is our, you know, community impact component. Um, you know, I think about, you know, in, during the pandemic, you know, we were going through that just like everybody else as a small business, but also, you know, personally going into the store and not being able to find any hand sanitizer. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know if, if you were privy to it during it, but we were, um, producing that product, uh, and in a pretty big scale, uh, right here in Shreveport. Um, but my experience was going to drug and not being able to find it, standing there between the aisles, looking up, 
uh, how, how it's made. Like, how is this thing made? And then uh, sourcing the ingredients and putting them together. And um, really, it was it was from a personal needs perspective. But then, you know, my dad was like, hey, man, you should you should like post this and see if people will buy it. So I got to thank him for that because I uh, was able to post it and, and meet that need. But, you know, we, we took it a step further and we, we provided some for the police department and we provided some to some hospitals. And then um, we did a nice back to school campaign where we uh, provided a lot, you know, over the course of, I think it was a month or two months when, with all the sales we had online, we donated products to the schools, uh, to some teachers. And man, that was a lot of fun. I actually forgot about that campaign and how we did it. It was all over, it was all over Facebook live. It was kind of like a raffle and it was just a lot of fun. I should do something like that again. Um, but today, you know, what we're doing is we're, we're actively looking for more community partner um, opportunities. So um, we've got some stuff in the pipeline that we're really excited about. Uh, just uh, last year, last holiday, we did um, a fundraiser with uh, High Gravity Glassworks for Roy's Kids. And um, are you familiar with Roy's Kids? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Michelle had reached out to, to Michael. And I asked him if if we could do a fundraiser, and he was he said yeah. And then she told me what we we're gonna do. So she she um, is a glass blower. She blew these amazing glasses, and then we poured one of our most popular Christmas candles in them, and we sold the candles and donated the proceeds to Roy's kids. And I was just you know it was just a lot of fun. Just it there's there's no better opportunity whenever you're having fun with what you're doing, you're making a community impact and, you know, you know, multiple businesses are able to thrive and then the community is able to, you know, be happy with the product that they receive at the end of the day, but know that they were able to help a great cause like that. So things like that, man, we really just want to continue to find great opportunities to do stuff. And we're in talks with a couple of wonderful uh businesses with amazing foundations and we're just just so excited to to get these things underway i love that i'm gonna I'm skip a question i think and come back uh sure. just because uh it, what you're saying kind of ties into this question so yeah uh i hadn't really heard this term before but talk to me a little bit about interactive retail as well as the candle pouring experience. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the candle, uh, man, candle pouring experience. Looking at both cameras here, so fun. Y'all gotta check it out. Um, interactive retail, that's a, um, that's not a terminology, that's not a term I use every day, but we're gonna rely on those solid context clues skills that I learned in <laughs> at Magnet High School. Um, and then the candle pouring experience. So yeah, um, what's so great about these things is you're able to give people something to do different um, than what they do each and every day. I mean, so many people, so many of my customers are choosing to purchase our products, choosing to support my business with their hard-earned dollars, right? And that's just like a a um, like I'm forever grateful and thankful for people to be willing to come and spend their money with my business. Like it just hits me in the heart. I mean, just starting at a table and just popping up and just trying to make a way to where we're at today and, and and where we're headed, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those customers that stopped by a drug and poor and well-fed. Um, so to be able to give people even more of a reason to come and, and, and step out of their week where they earned all those hard-earned dollars to do something that brings them joy, that's different, that makes them want to tell their friends, the candle pour experience has just been a gift. 
like just a tremendous gift. Um, so how's it work? Tell me how it works. So yeah, tell so, me what it is exactly. So what it is is um, you know people book a seat. Um, they can order it online. They can come into our shop and book a seat. And uh, we have certain dates, and we also offer private parties and corporate events, which we've done several for for businesses. Um, you know, nursing homes. Uh, the the the, comp- the owners of the company treats their staff to it. It's been amazing. And then also some companies are doing client appreciation nights for their customers. A couple of amazing options there. But um, you you walk through the doors, and we've got it decorated nice for you. We've got you know your your station set up. You can choose a spot. Um, and uh, we, we have a series called Wine and Wicks Wednesdays where we offer um, some wine and some charcuterie. Um, but our standard candle pour experience is, you know, you, you can bring your own soda, bring whatever it is that you want. Um, but you get to choose, you get to embark on the creative process um, from what vessel you're going to pour your candle in. We have a number of different vessels. The candle pouring experience comes with a vessel, so that's of no extra charge. But then we have options. You can get creative with one of our handmade concrete vessels. If you want something that was, you know, made right here in the, in the shop, we've got all these different colors you can choose from. We've got bigger vessels. If you want a bigger candle, it's going to last longer. You can upgrade to and then you get to embark on the scent selection process, which is so cool and so fun because, you know, no two people make the same candle. Um, and it's always it's always fun to watch. Uh, we have a menu. So we have it broken down into categories and you get to sniff and smell everything. Categories like what? Uh, fruity and bright, okay. um, deep and musky, floral favorites, holiday um, and people will take a fruity scent and they'll mix it with a holiday scent and make something that I never thought of putting together. But then we also have seasonal menus, which really is just so cool because you can come in April and then you could come back in November and have different options available to you because we have these exclusives available each season. And uh, right now, you know, we, we've got some some really cool. We've got this one scent. It's called Honey Bourbon. And man, this the stuff people are mixing with this Honey Bourbon scent is so cool. But um, you you can choose multiple scents. We have these little tester sticks, and you get to wave the different scents and see how they how they um, dance together. Uh, and then you you decide what you want. And then you get to then choose the ratio, which is fun too. It's like, okay, I want this and this, but do I want 80% lavender and 20% eucalyptus? Or do I want 50-50? You get to really get down to make it exactly the way you want it. But you get to pour it, the, the scents, and then you get to pour your scents into the wax mix it, and then pour it into your vessel. And um, man, so many people have just had like the most gracious things to say about the experience itself, about the fact that it's offered right here in Shreveport. And um, I always tell people, thank you so much for your feedback. Our mission with this is really, you know, not only to give people something fun and creative to do here, but we want this experience to be good for anywhere. We're not, we're not interested in being good for Shreveport. You know, we want this experience to stand up there with any candle experience that you can have in the country. So we're constantly looking for ways to elevate it. Um, and at the end of the day, when it stops being fun, we'll stop doing it. But I don't think that's possible. Man. We've been having so much fun with it. Well, I'm yeah. coming one day. I've been to the space, but I haven't yeah. been to the experience. So uh, yeah. I'm definitely coming. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'd love to have you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So 
as as someone as someone who's been in the trenches, mm-hmm. uh, my question is, uh, what can this community do better to support entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think that there's um, a lot of people that are really doing amazing things for small businesses here in the city. I think about, um, and as you ask that question, I think about specific customers. I see them, you know supporting small businesses on a regular basis going above and and beyond to you know support go out shop um promote and share the small businesses which i think is amazing um you know it can be challenging sometimes where you go to a small business and uh you know let's say you go to a restaurant things aren't exactly up to the standard of service or quality that you're used to or that you expect. And I'm by no means excusing that experience. I mean, your experience is valid. Um, but, you know, I would just say having extending a little bit of grace um, in those types of scenarios, offering honest feedback, good feedback um, is, is always great because, you know, no small business I would feel is in the business of providing an inferior product, whether it's, you know, in their customer service or in the goods that they provide. So, again, we understand understand we're consumers too so we understand the value of hard-earned dollars i mean we we spend ours just like you guys spend yours so um letting us know what your experience has been so that we can go and take every opportunity that we can to try to improve um you know there's there's a lot of um uh, community efforts. I know, like, I think about uh, for small businesses and for entrepreneurs, like the Startup Prize um, is just such a fun experience. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it's um, something that we see a lot of people coming at a national level, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs coming from all over. But, um, you know, I think when I went through the Startup Prize, I, I might have been one of just a few from our community. So I think, you know, promoting things like that for uh, people that are interested in entrepreneurship is amazing. And then just using the resources that are there, um, you know, the the SBA um, and, you know, there's just there's just so many great things at the disposal for for entrepreneurs uh, as a community. I think just um, continuing to uh, to give uh small business owners, um, the love and, and, you know, the promote promoting organically, um, word of mouth marketing, you know, not everybody has the, the marketing budget at their disposal to string together, um, consistent and, you know, elegant, uh, social media marketing campaigns, you know? Um, so little things that people can do, like offering their testimonials on social media, um, you know, taking a photo of themselves with, with the business owners, just providing that relation, relational component, I think is really beneficial for sure. I love that. Yeah. Sharing and sharing your candle pouring experience or uh, something along those I w- lines. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sharing that, you know, we've, we've, we always do like a group photo just because it's, it's so easy to do. Like everybody is smiling and it's just like elated and capturing that moment and posting it. If everybody posted and shared it, I, I don't doubt it would be be beneficial for sure. <laughs> yeah. So go and share everyone out there. Yeah, go and share. <laughs> so my last question and after this, I'll come back to you and see if there are other things I didn't ask you about that you want to cover. But yeah. my last official question for you is as you look around the community, what makes you optimistic that 
as someone who grew up here, uh, that we're headed in a positive direction as a community? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, there there is just so much, like, life. I think about, like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, the farmer's market. Um the, the quality of the vendors, the effort, the hard work of, of everybody that's out there is really inspiring to me. You know, I wake up and wake up at 5 a.m., you know, I head over to the Andrews and I get all my stuff loaded up in my truck and I am like, oh, groggy. You know, I'm not a super early morning person. And then I pull into the, um, the, 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 the parking lot and it's like we're all in this together. Every everybody's out there. We're all setting up. You know, we're we're all giving it our best for the customers that come. That's really inspiring. And then at seven thirty, it's early. Who's gonna wake up at seven thirty and come to the farmers market to shop and support these small businesses? Well, as soon as seven thirty opens and the gate opens, there's life. There's just people everywhere at this farmer's market. And, um, you know, I encourage everybody to come visit the farmer's market. You can go to every table other than mine. I'm not saying that from a, a place of self-promotion. It's just a great atmosphere. So many, so many great small business owners, so many amazing customers with a community mindset that want to come and shop and support small businesses. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff there. Baked goods, produce, jewelry makers, Art, handmade soap, our candles, other candles, I mean, uh, flowers, and then you've got food trucks, um, live music, and then there's mimosas once a month. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of everything out there at the farmer's market. If you can get up early, I know that can be a tough sell for some, but um, it's really inspiring. And um, it goes until, I think, noon or 11 yeah. or something. You can roll up at 1130. Okay. You'll be safe. Uh, it closes at 1230. Um, pretty promptly at 1230. I think everybody is. It's, this was a hot summer, man. So right when 1230 names, people are, are, are shutting it down. But, um, but yeah, that's something that really uh, gives me optimism. Um, I would also say, uh, you know, People always look at the youth and say the future is bright. Uh, there's just so many great like um, community organizations that are enriching the the youth in our community. Um, you know, I I I think about again. I, I feel like I'm on here talking a lot about well fed and their efforts. Um, you know, there's the organization, the Common Ground organization. Um, but you know, our community improves the more that we invest in in it. And I think that um, there, there is definitely um, a lot of big things happening in Shreveport um, from an economic perspective, creating more jobs and things like that. But, you know, whenever people are community-minded and are being intentional about making Shreveport better, that's how Shreveport gets better. And I think that nowadays, a lot of people with the economic potential to make investments in the community and to invest in our downtown and, um, you know, just just things like that, I, I think, are, are big ones that really have me feeling feeling really good about my decision to move back here. You know, I one of my big drivers for moving back to Shreveport, one, 
I mean, this is where my mom is. And, um, you know, I wanted to move back and, and help her whenever I had the opportunity. But two, um, coming to uh, Shreveport in 2017, I got to see this emerging young entrepreneurial ecosystem that I I won't say wasn't here before, but that wasn't as pronounced as it was in 2017. It really made me feel like I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, Louder Baking Company, Great Raft Brewing, the Agora Borealis, Well Fed, you know, Fatty Arbuckles. You know, you've got guys and, and ladies, you know, my age, little older, a little younger, just out there doing great things and, and, you know, going after entrepreneurship. It made me feel like I had a place amongst them to try and, and develop and aspire to be to be great like they are. And so you you look nowadays and there's even more ships rising. You know, the tide's been very gracious and very blessed to to be a part of that, man. And it's just something that, you know, I, I tell people they always people sometimes ask me, you know, well what's next for you? Like are you gonna do you you should move out of Shreveport. Oh, I hear that a lot. You know, oh your business would be great in Houston. Oh your business would be great in California. He Atlanta there's a lot of uh, suggestions for me about how my business could be great elsewhere, right? And um, you know, my response to that is, well, sure. I, I I'm not opposed to having a market in Houston. I'm not opposed to having a market in Nashville. But you know, I chose Shreveport for a reason, and um, you know, my work here isn't done. And Whenever there's an opportunity to expand to another market, I'll do that. But um, I like the idea of having my, my home base and my footprint be in Shreveport. So that t time will come when it comes. <laughs> I love that. Is there anything else I didn't ask? Because uh, you're, you're very multifaceted. There's a lot <laughs> I could cover. Is there anything else that's important to you or that we didn't cover today that you want to mention or talk about we have all the time in the world so yeah uh, and, and if not that's completely fine too um you know I uh I, I I don't think there's anything that jumps out to me directly um you know I just want to say that it's been a, a great great opportunity to get here and speak with you you know I looked at the lineup and I just saw so many great names of previous podcasts people that you know you've interviewed from this community and it's just a great honor to be um, included amongst the lists of those other um, wonderful individuals, man. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Of course. Thank yeah. you, Ben. And look forward to the future ahead. Um, it's great visiting with you. Great learning more about you. And I know very big and or just we won't even say big, just wonderful things are yeah. ahead. And you have such a great spirit. So thank really you so appreciate much. you being here. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Yeah.